All right. Hey, let's uh, let, let's spend a few minutes in and as as we've gone through uh, this this last uh, couple of weeks, shared with y'all, and even at preached on eternal security uh, last week uh, and talked about that. There's been a lot of conversation that uh, that 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 has birthed uh, in people's minds. And, and one of the things that um, that it has uh, brought out is some of and, and you may be one of those, some of those that have a mindset that um, that you can lose your salvation. That's what we dealt with with the Holy Spirit, eternal security. But what it's brought is questions and emails to me and, and, and texts from me that, uh, that is another question related to salvation that don't you have to be baptized to have your salvation? Don't you have to be baptized uh, to have your salvation? And so kind of a baptismal regeneration. And, and by the way, where that flows from is, is kind of a church of Christ mindset, which, by the way, you talked about planting churches. Uh, that is the way Baptist churches typically plan a church is they have a business meeting. And uh, then they vote to split, and that's a birthing of a new church. But uh, if you go all the way back to... Um, uh, to uh, the history of the Baptist Church, I believe it's Nashville, Tennessee, uh, that um, uh, that that a man got uh, got in his kind of Sunday school class, and he got on that idea from Acts chapter two. Because if you just read Acts chapter two, uh, and and you don't know Greek, uh, that where Peter says uh, you need to repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, it puts repentance and baptism uh, for the repentance of your sins in the English. It seems to translate that. That way, if you understand the Greek, what it's saying is this, is that repentance is what leads to forgiveness, but baptism ought to be a natural result and a desire of wanting of following repentance. It doesn't connect the two. You don't have to do, you don't have to repent and then be baptized for forgiveness of sins. Plus, if you look one chapter over, uh, Peter preaching a very similar ser uh, sermon doesn't mention baptism there. He just constantly talks about forgiveness. Uh, there are those who would say in John chapter 3, uh, Jesus is talking. Remember what he says, marvel not, I say to you. Nicodemus came and asked Jesus the question about, um, uh, about what, what must I do to be born again? And he said, Jesus' response, you must be born of the water and the spirit to be born again. And so see, Jesus is saying that you need to be born of water and the spirit. Well, if you look in the context there, very clearly Jesus is talking about physical birth. What, what happens when uh, a lady's water breaks, right? She's about to have a child. That's, that's physical. Be born of water. Jesus in John chapter 3 is clearly talking about physical birth. Plus, you know that, that Jesus is talking about physical birth there because how many of you know what Nicodemus' response was there? How can once a man old go back to his mother's womb, right? So you clearly Nicodemus understood he wasn't talking about baptism. He was talking about physical birth. You must be born of water and then of the Spirit. Plus, if you look in the rest of that passage, that's where you get to John chapter 3, verse 16. At no other time is water or baptism mentioned in the whole chapter. If baptism was important in John chapter 3, it sure seems like Jesus would have taken the opportunity to mention it at least one more time, right? But he really never, he just mentioned the water one time. So the question uh, uh, that I was emailed this week really had to do with this, 
Um, well, okay, so you don't have to be baptized, but what if you choose not to be baptized? Can you still be saved? And so the question was essentially this. A person that fully professed faith in Jesus Christ, but then chose not to be baptized, chose not to be baptized, can they be saved without being baptized? And so my quick response, which turned into a much longer response, uh, but it also ended up you know, kind of being in about three different emails, was simply this. Can a person accept Jesus Christ by faith, for by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, lest no one should boast. Okay? Now, can you be saved without being baptized? Absolutely. Somebody give me some examples. There's one real quick. Huh? Thief on the cross. There's the number one. Boy, Jesus looks at him today. You'll be in paradise. He didn't, he didn't join a church. He didn't get it to Sunday school. He didn't get baptized. He didn't get anything. All right? Now, the question is this. All right? What about a person that rejects baptism? The dialogue uh, with, uh, with some would be that person then has lost their salvation. I would tell you this, that that's not the case at all. It would baffle me that a true believer chooses not to be baptized. That's the baffling part. Because if you look at baptism, what baptism is, it is a visible, it is a visible illustration. It is the picture book of the resurrection story. It is the picture book of the resurrection story. It is, as a matter of fact, it is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ right there. It is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is the picture book story for all of the, uh, the church to see. Now, if a person, quote, has accepted Christ as Savior and Lord, they are accepting what? what Jesus has done for them on the cross, right? It seems only natural that one would want to follow that idea and that concept by being baptized as a believer. I had death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're, we're here at the NFL. If you go back to the NFL draft, all right? NFL draft, uh, a team drafts a player, right? Pretty quickly, some of them have been sitting in the green room. Some of the guys have been sitting in the green room. But a, a team drafts a player. What do they love to do? They walk that player out for a press conference, right? And they put a jersey on the number that they think that guy will wear, and he'll, say, he'll talk about how excited he is to be a part of uh, such and such organization, you know, whatever it is, and how he's looking forward to it and can't wait to get going. Now, what if... That guy doesn't show up, all right? So the Cowboys one day draft Chuck Whittem, all right? And Chuck chooses not to show up to the press conference that next day. Is Chuck still a Dallas Cowboy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I don't mention his talent, but other than that, just run with the story, all right? But he is because he was drafted. He is the property of the Cowboys. Now, 
if he chooses not to come to the press conference, it doesn't make him any less the property of the Cowboys. But what it does do is it tells you his relationship with the Cowboys probably isn't going to be that strong, right? Unless something's going on. But it doesn't change the fact that he was actually a Dallas Cowboy on drafting. What baptism is, it's a believer putting on a public jersey. It's a believer putting on a public jersey. Uh, I'm going to skip over some of the other passages. Go to Romans chapter 6. Go to Romans chapter 6. That's where we're going to be in. Romans chapter 6. Here's Here's what Paul says. Look at it in verse 1. He says, what then shall we say? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? He says, by no means. He says, we are those who have died to sin, who can, how can we live in it any longer? He says, or don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. All right? If you take those words there and you take the, the imagery, um, that that's an amazing picture of baptism by immersion that we are baptized into his death, raised to walk in the newness of life. Then you take the whole word baptism to mean immerse or a dunk, and, and you think about the passage. Now, can a person who is a Christian go to heaven without being baptized? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know why a Christian would choose, perhaps, at least if they've been taught, why a Christian would choose disobedience as their first response to the gospel. That doesn't make sense to me. I appreciate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but I don't want to publicly identify with him. That would make me question whether they were a believer or not. Does that make sense? I'm not questioning did they lose their salvation, but I am questioning if I can, man, if I can celebrate the fact that Jesus hung on the cross, he bled and died, he was mocked, he was spat on, the second person of the Trinity, the only perfect man who's ever walked the face of the earth, who hung on the cross to bear my sins, he was beaten, he was, he was betrayed, he was mocked. And then he was, he was nailed to a cross, had his garments gambled for, hung there on the cross, said, Father, forgive them for they know not what, they're done, what they've done. Father, he says, man, everything, it is finished. And I can celebrate his sacrifice paid the price for my sins, that he then was buried in a tomb. And he rose again the third day. And I can celebrate the fact that simply all I have to do is have faith and trust in him to have eternal life and forgiveness of sins. And I celebrate that. But then I choose not to identify with him through the testimony of believer's baptism. Go ahead. 
Uh, his question was, how many, how many people? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, doing it, and 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 that that was that was the uh, part of part of the email question was if they choose not to. Jeff Jeff was saying first of all, he asked what percentage. I I don't know. I don't know what percentage. Uh, second thing um, is he said most people aren't choosing. Uh, they are, they aren't trying to say no. They're just not choosing to be baptized. They're not really, and that was that was kind of kind of the statement he was making: is people aren't choosing it out of disobedience. And I will tell you that we've seen this over the years that a lot of people have to come to a place where they grow. They may have grown up at least connected with a different faith or a different denomination, uh, Methodist or something like that, or, or Catholic, as as they've grown up and, and they think, well, I have been baptized. I have been baptized, and uh, so you just want me to be baptized in your church. And I understand that. I actually understand that more more than a person who who would just say, he said, man, I think I've already, and and that's a growth process. That's a discipleship process. But uh, the truth is, here's what we want to be careful with, is we would never want to say, uh, we would never want to say that someone that has, quote, walked aisle or been saved and then chosen not to be baptized, we'd never want to say they lost their salvation. They didn't complete their salvation, okay? Because ultimately, it, it, it's the whole thing of eternal security. Uh, if you don't think you earned your salvation, if you think you can lose it, how can you unearn something you didn't earn to begin with? How can you unearn a salvation you didn't earn to begin with? So you can't do that. You know, I, as, I, as I think about it, uh, you know, we might write on paper, God writes in stones. If he's written our name, it's in stone. It's settled. It is done. And that's what we can be sure of. So uh, a person is not going to lose their salvation because they are not baptized. I believe there are lots of reasons not to be baptized. If there's no water in a billion miles, that is a great reason not to be baptized. But if you look biblically and you think about what Christ did for you on the cross to go into the confines of a local body of believers and say, identify me with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ as my ho only hope of salvation, I don't know why would someone shouldn't. Let me ask you a question. If all of a sudden your son or daughter or grandson or granddaughter got drafted by the Red Sox in baseball or, or, or something, some other, other football team, wouldn't you as a grandparent immediately go buy an, out by the jersey and the hat of that team? I don't care if you, you know, it, it, if one of my kids or grandkids, the worst thing that could ever happen if one of them was ever talented enough to play football is for them to get drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Guess what? How long would it take me to become a Steelers fan? About a nanosecond, wouldn't it? I'd have the jersey on. I'd never look so good in black and yellow. Now, I really, really pray that my kids aren't good enough to get drafted by the Steelers. Uh, <laughs> but here's the point is you know, 
you, can't, you are not going to lose your salvation if you choose not to be baptized. But I will tell you, you will stunt your growth spiritually immediately if you walk in obedience and disobedience. And so that's, uh, that's the whole thing. So notice what he says. He says, verse 4, For if we've been united with him in, in a death like his, we certainly also, I'm in verse 5, will be united with him in a res- resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Then look at this one verse. He says, now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we'll also live with him. Man, when you are baptized, you are saying, I have died with Christ Uh, He has removed all of my sins. Now I'm raised to live and walk with him. So a little little tangential uh, uh, group of emails uh, I got from people related to uh, uh, eternal security I talked about last week related to baptism. And and they kind of flow out of the same question. Can you unearn something you didn't earn to begin with? No. No. And here's the, here's the last statement I'll take on eternal security related to baptism or whatever. Are you telling me that Jesus loved us so much that he saved us only to lose us? Jesus loved us so much that he saved us only to lose us. If that's what you think, you've got a lower view of Jesus than I do. Now, I've got a clear view of Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Let's pray. Lord, thanks so much for this day. Thank for these guys and just an opportunity to build some relationships today. Um, God, and look at your word and hear what you have to say about baptism. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.